Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day that you're in. I appreciate, as always, y'all giving me a little bit of time, joining me for a few minutes of your day, whatever part of your day that is. I know you have other things that are important to do. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, because uh, we had one of our best months by far last month, uh, so that must be y'all <laughs> talking to other people about the podcast. I can't imagine why else it would still be growing like this. Thank you. Um, I'm humbled and grateful, and I will try very hard not to waste your time. We're going to go for one of our little walks. It's not quite as windy out today as it has been, so hopefully that helps a little bit. I have two puppy dogs so far. This seem pretty excited to go, so we'll see what we can figure out today. I'm going to go back to a topic that I've touched on multiple times, come back to it every so often. And for those of y'all that haven't been around the podcast for a while, one thing that I hammer on pretty good is muscle memory. And I picked this up from the Marine Corps. And the Marine Corps always hammered muscle memory because if you did something enough times, then when you were really scared or nervous or just exhausted physically or in pain, but you still needed to accomplish a task, if you had done it often enough, then it would just kind of, it was just going to happen. Your muscles would kind of take over and they would do the task. And we need to get like that today with knowledge of our heritage. And I would argue, and I do on this podcast, that that goes back to knowledge of the Bible. And so we need to have that muscle memory, really, of both things, of the Bible and of our heritage, which is one and the same, kind of. And so I'm going to go back to quotes by presidents, because we have been led down this little fairy tale road of separation of church and state, which is... Completely started to say egregious. I'm not sure that's the right word. Absolutely wrong. Uh, It's the Supreme Court bodies that passed that or whatever you want to say that passed judgment on that for either immoral or ignorant or both of our heritage. Because there's no possible way you can know anything about our founding generation and our great leader since then and think that they wanted to kick Christianity out of public life. It's just not, it's not there, folks. So we're going to go through and read through. I don't know how many of these we'll get through. Just to kind of work on our muscle memory. Uh, One that I always like to start with is Washington, first president, father of our country. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. 
So our very first president, the father of our country, thought that in order to correctly govern, and he didn't even just say America, but he said the world, you had to have God and you had to have the Bible. So that shoots down a couple of things, not just merely separation of church and state, but it also shoots down this completely false narrative that we've had over the years about the First Amendment, that it was made to somehow equalize all religions, to make Buddhism and Hinduism and atheism and Islam all equal with Christianity. And that was never the intention of the First Amendment. And, and you can kind of see that here. John Quincy Adams, sixth president, the first and almost only book deserving of universal attention is the Bible. I speak as a man of the world, and I say to you, search the scriptures. One of the quotes we've used here recently, folks, is talking about how there was a point in our country's history where it was, it wasn't really commendable necessarily to know the scriptures, to be real familiar with it, because that was something that everybody did and, and was expected to know. It was really more condemning if you didn't know the scriptures. And obviously, today, we're not at that point anymore. I don't know what Bible literacy is, but I can guarantee you it's not good. Uh, we don't know the scriptures. We don't know our heritage. And so it's no wonder that our marriages and our families and our country is struggling. Ulysses S. Grant, 18th president. Hold fast to the Bible as the sheet anchor of your liberties. Write its precepts in your hearts and practice them in your lives. To the influence of this book are we indebted for all the progress made in true civilization. And to this we must look as our guide in the future. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Man survived the Civil War, led us militarily at least, along with Lincoln through the Civil War. And what does he tell us? Hold on to the Bible. All of our liberties are attached to the Bible. It's pretty impossible to get from there to separation of church and state. Benjamin Harrison, I don't read this one very often, I don't think. 23rd president. If you take out of your statutes, your constitution, your family life, all that is taken from the sacred book, what would there be left to bind society together? <laughs> so here he, he's saying blatantly, if we take everything from the Bible out of our constitution, out of our statutes, our public laws and rulings and, and policy, and, and then really, I would argue most importantly, out of our family, what do we have left, folks? What's going to bind us together? And that's really where we're at today. We have become a society predominantly divided along two lines. Those who acknowledge the truth 
our true history and heritage that is tied to God and the Bible, as, as these presidents have laid out over a wide range, right? Go all the way just from what I've talked about so far from Washington all the way from the first president all the way to the 23rd. And then on the other side, you have people who, for whatever reason, ignorance or malevolence, whatever you, you want to call it, refuse to acknowledge that truth. And not only refuse to acknowledge the truth, but want to kick God and the Bible completely out of public life. And then we wonder again, I know I just said this, I, I feel like I've beat a dead horse often on this podcast, folks, but if we didn't need it, if we were functioning correctly, I wouldn't have to, right? Somebody wouldn't have to. So family, I mean, we wonder why our families are falling apart. We wonder why our country's falling apart, why our communities are falling apart, why our schools are falling apart. It's not hard to figure out, folks. It's just apparently really hard for us to act on it and acknowledge it. Ronald Reagan, 40th president. Inside the Bible's pages lie all the answers to all the problems man has ever known. It is my firm belief that the enduring values presented in its pages have a great meaning for each of us and for our nation. The Bible can touch our hearts, order our minds, and refresh our souls. So not only is it important for us as individuals, President Reagan said, but it's important for us as a nation. And that's the big deal, I guess. I, I, you can take this either way, folks. You could, you know, you have to have Adams talked about this. You have to have a moral and religious people. We use that quote so often. I'm probably going to go back and, and do a podcast pretty soon on that letter. But, but we have to have a moral people, a religious people. And because that's the only way we get a moral and religious country. But either way, we need both, as Reagan was talking about here. Let's see if we've got time for, yeah, we've got time for a few more. Woodrow Wilson, 28th president. The Bible is the one supreme source of revelation of the meaning of life, the nature of God, and spiritual nature and needs of men. It is the only guide of life which really leads the spirit in the way of peace and salvation. America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived from the revelations of Holy Scripture. I hadn't used this quote in a while, uh, at least not in its entirety, but the fact that Wilson, which I think a lot of people, he's not their favorite president, which makes this even more condemning. America was born a Christian nation. That doesn't get any simpler than that, folks. We can't have America without God and the Bible in our private lives and in our public lives. 
in our education of our children. So this idea that we've bought into for the last 80 years or so that we have to kick God and the Bible out of our public lives, out of our education, in particular of our children. There's a reason that people that don't like America, whether that's foreign or domestic, right? Because we have a lot of Americans today that really hate America. There's a reason they want God and Jesus Christ out of public life because it makes us weaker. Because you can't have America, you can't have this Christian republic without Jesus Christ. Calvin Coolidge, 30th president. The strength of our country is the strength of its religious convictions. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. I use this one every once in a while. Because I feel like it it lays out so clearly the problem today. I can't recall the word right now. (laughs) Uh, Premonition, I guess, but there's another form of it. But at any rate, Coolidge knew a long time ago what would happen. He, he, He called where we're at today. Because the teachings of the Bible, those the faith in those teachings are no longer universal. They used to be. So that even when we had a disagreement politically, we still had this core group of Christian doctrine, Christian teachings that was just almost universal. And that's what, when people talk to you folks about about founders being theists, right, or, or there were some founders that didn't like Christianity, yeah, one or two here and there, but almost universally, our founding and our great leaders have turned toward Jesus Christ and acknowledged that that was the foundation of the country. And he said, Coolidge, what did he say here? He said, if it, if it ceases to be practically universal, the foundations of our society and our government rest so much on them that it would be difficult to support them. And that's what's happened. And that's what people that that reject the teachings of Christ, not just from our private lives, folks, although we're, as I said, we're doing a real good job of that, but from our public life, we need them in our public policy. We need them in decision-making as a nation. We, We need them in education of our youth. We need them in our police forces and our firefighters and our, name it, pick one, whatever public part of life in our country. We need these principles there. And when we don't have them, everything falls apart. And and Coolidge knew this a long time ago. I think we've got time for one more. Yeah. We'll go back here. FDR. We cannot read the history of our rise and development as a nation without reckoning reckoning with the place the Bible has occupied in shaping the advances of the Republic. Where we have been the truest and most consistent in obeying its precepts, 
we have attained the greatest measure of contentment and prosperity. Huge point here, folks. America has not always followed the precepts of the Bible. We're not today. And, and we're struggling more and more with every passing year. With few exceptions where you get a little bit of bum back, right? Like the Reagan years. You could talk about those. And you get a little bit of pause in this fall toward the left, toward evil. But Franklin, what he says here is so true. Where we have been most consistent in obeying the Bible, that the teachings of Christ, we have obtained the greatest measure of contentment and prosperity. When we follow the teachings of Christ, our country is strong. When we don't, both individually in our families, our marriages, and in our public life, that's when we're strong. And then the first lines there, we cannot read the history of our rise and development as a nation without reckoning with the place the Bible has occupied in shaping the advances of the Republic. You can't separate God and Jesus Christ from our history and heritage, from our founding, from our rise as a Republic. And when you do, which is what the left has been trying to do for the last 80 years and, and being pretty successful at it, honestly, when you do that, then you start to dismantle the Republic and it starts to fail. And we're there. And the, you know, I've said quite often, I think we have a fight coming. I maintain that sadly. Uh, there's a couple ways we could turn this around without it. Uh, but if we're going to either way, either way, regardless fight or no fight, we're going to have to get God and Jesus Christ back in our personal lives, back in our marriages, back in our families, and particularly back in the education of our children, not as not as a side note, but as the cornerstone of the education of our children and in our culture, because our children absorb so much of that culture. All right, folks, I've kept you for long enough today. I appreciate it. Thank you again for giving me a little bit of your time and coming on these walks with me. Y'all go back and listen every once in a while. Get some of these quotes from our founders, in this case from our president, stuck in your head. So when you hear people on the modern news media or, or even if it's a friend or relative folks and they go, well, we're not a we weren't we're not a Christian republic. We weren't founded on that, that you have those things in your head. So even if you're not that whatever they call it, type A personality, and you're going to get into that argument that you know in your head, no, that's wrong. We absolutely are. And, and this, these quotes that I gave you folks, they, they cover a wide, these presidents were not all from the same party because that used to be universal, like Kulik said. Despite our differences politically, because you can disagree on a lot of political ideas if you've got the same core set of values but that's that's the difference today as the left is attacking and has been for decades folks and we've been asleep at the wheel those core values and without those core values we don't have a country and that's where we're going right now got to get back to where those values are core and if they're not a core value folks we got to we got to have this discussion if those aren't your core values then you need to find somewhere else to go we did that in the revolution. We did that in the Civil War. And we may well have to do it again. 
But we have no right or responsibility to give up any part of this country if, if those are not your core values. There's a lot of other places in the world you could go. Not here. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank y'all again. Remember Patrick Henry's sphere of influence. Wherever you've got it, folks, share it. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.